Welcome to Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone after the Utah Jazz drop a tough one to the Detroit Pistons in a game that, frankly, the Jazz probably sh- think they should have won and will kick themselves about. We'll be interesting to see how frustrated the reaction is postgame. We're talking about it. Coming up here on Postcast. Thanks very much for tuning in. Jazz lose 125-116 to the Pistons who came in 4-15. Had played the night before in Denver and won. We're on the fifth game of a road trip. We're the 25th ranked offense in the NBA. We're missing three starters. We're the 29th ranked defense in the NBA. We're missing three starters. And the Jazz got beat early and often and were really never in this game. I mean, they were in the game, but they certainly were never in control. They never had the spurt we were waiting for. They never kind of took control of the game. Give the Pistons a great deal of credit. Kevin Knox hits six threes. Boyan hits A.B. on a massive three late. They, they do the things that they need to do to win. But from, if we're just isolating the Jazz, th- this is a tough one to swallow. It was really a tough one to swallow, but David, from the, right from the get-go, the Jazz were playing uphill <laughs> against this team. It's a little different in that first quarter than it was the second quarter. Well, that first quarter, they seemed like they were outrunning the Jazz. If I remember correctly, they had, what, 36 points in the paint in that first quarter or something like that. Uh, and then the third quarter, there was 7 for 11, you know, in, in the paint. So they outran the Jazz, I think, early and had the, got the Jazz playing uphill and just uh, they just couldn't, couldn't get to the top. There's a lot of pieces to this puzzle tonight, and it starts in numerous ways. We opened the broadcast tonight talking about defensive rebound. Jazz defensive rebound tonight was horrendous. They allowed the Pistons to get 41% of their misses in the first quarter. They allowed the Pistons to have 41% of their misses in the second quarter. And in the third quarter, they still were getting 41% of their misses. At one point, second chance points was 15-2 to tonight. This is not a team, as Will Hardy said in pregame, that has a 15-rebound game night. So that as they're scrambling defensively and switching, rebounding has to be a group team effort. And right now, it is not a good enough group team effort. Yeah, we don't have the luxury of having that guy that's going to get you 15, 14, 15 rebounds a night because of his size and his ability to rebound and, and more importantly, rebound out of his area, that type of thing. And as you just mentioned, collectively, they have to get it done. I think, uh, if I remember correctly, Vanderbilt is averaging at about 8.1, 8.2 or something like that, and that leads the team in rebounding. So it, it's not like you got that 12 or 13 a night guy, so everybody else has to get it done. If you don't defense rebound, you can't run. Can't run. Yep, you can't run. Absolutely. They did run at times. You thought Jared Vanderbilt ran well tonight. Yeah. He is probably the one that will run and, and push the ball up the floor. And, and I'm sure Will likes to see that, especially if he gets someone that's going to run with him. Uh, what I'd like to see, though, David, is that you're going to have guys like Beasley that's going to run to the free throw line, three-point line, which is absolutely great because he's a great three-point shooter. Uh, but I'd like to see someone else filling that lane as well to give him a couple of options of whether or not uh, they can score. The killer late in the game is Kevin Knox, who had seven threes for the entire season. And since last year's trade deadline, when he was traded to Atlanta, it was 12 of his last 53. Tonight, promptly buried six three-point shots. Three of those coming from the corner. And if I remember correctly, it may have been more than that, but I know the three that were, came from the corners were huge, and they were right at the right time where they're, where the, the Jazz may have been within three, and then he knocks down a three, takes them back up six, 
or they were then six and he takes them back up to nine, that type of thing. And, and, but they were just big. And he, so you look at that three-point shooting field goal percentage at 24%, and you're thinking it's going to be one of those nights. Well, they sure made those plays late in this ball game, and the Jazz did not. That would be the other side of the story is the Jazz offense really disappeared late in this game. They, uh, if we run back through the play-by-play of this one for a minute, uh, and we'll get to the controversial play on the jump ball that doesn't get called and actually is a fairly big play in this game. Uh, the Jazz get it to 113-110 on a Jordan Clarkson field goal with a 349 now. Frankly, that was the first field goal in almost three minutes. But the Jazz, had, because of Markin's free throw and Sexton's free throw has gotten back into it. The next possessions, Markin t- turns it over. Beasley misses an 11-footer. Olenek misses a three. Clarkson turns it over. Markinen misses another three. Clarkson misses another three. Markinen, Olenek hits a layup with the game over with 27 seconds left. Down we go goose eggs Ooh. from 113-110 the rest of the way in this game, and that's really what cost the Jazz the game. Yeah, that can't happen. I mean, this is too good of an offensive team, um, and... For the most part, they usually get good shots. I mean, it's evident by the field goal percentage that they shoot. The, uh, the three-point field goal percentage is always good. Free throw percentage is always good. But, you know, this still is a collective effort uh, that they that they use to, to win basketball games. Is that a Mike Conley factor right there? The Jazz came into this game. I'm kind of torn, David, yeah. with, with that. Um, but I, I think that the looks that the Jazz, you know, that, that they get for the most part um, – it, it's 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 probably not, but Conley is is such a huge factor in the in settling them down, getting into the right set uh, uh, for the most part. But you know some of the shots that they they were missing were were, were bad because we saw a bunch of isolation. Marketing yeah. is not a good isolation player. Definitely not. He, we suddenly change. We really changed the way we were playing there. Yeah, we we did that in in Los Angeles there as well. You know to the point where. Uh, early in the ball game, everything's clicking. You're you're moving the basketball and and you're running. You're getting the type of shots. And then late in the ball games, the fourth quarter or something like that, all of a sudden you seem like uh, um, the effort changes. And that's not what the Jazz need or what they want. You could tell that Will was a little concerned with that by the way he ran shoot around this morning. All right, I've got two crucial questions as we head to Thanksgiving that are a little tough to swallow if you've gotten comfortable with the Jazz winning games as the Jazz have suddenly lost five of seven. So let me ask you those two crucial questions, Ron. Mm-hmm. We came into the game tonight 24th in the league defensively. Okay, so that's not good. No. We just allowed the 29th ranked offensive team in the league to have a 131 offensive ranking against us only because they got cold in the fourth quarter. They had a 145 offensive ranking through three quarters. The league average is like 113. I mean, that is that is hot. Crazy, crazy hot. Is there a chance that we're a really bad defensive team? Yes, it is. It, it, it is a chance. And that makes it hard to win games. Yeah, that makes it totally hard to win games. That means you... Uh, a team like this has to outscore teams, other teams, in order to win. And night in and night out with, with the team like the Jazz have, uh, I, I can't see that happening. We're 5-7 and seven coming off two. We've lost five of our last seven. In the middle are two of the most exhilarating wins I said at the time, like one of the most fun weekends I've ever had as a play-by-play announcer with this team. The, the Phoenix win on Friday, the Portland win on Saturday. Really about as much fun as Jazz fans could possibly have. 
They were also down to the wire, ball bounce one way or the other, and you, 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 you just grab. We've lost five of seven. Is there a chance that the five of seven is, as we come out of Thanksgiving and head into the next, is actually the new normal? That the normal is not winning 12 out of 20, but the normal is losing five out of seven. I'm not going to go that far okay. and say that because I, I think uh, it, the offense is, is good. So we'll, how many teams are, will we end up outscoring, which is something that the Jazz are going to have to do? I mean, they averaged 117 points a ball game. They scored 116 tonight and, and didn't play very well. Fourth best and, and, offense in the league yeah, still. And, and, and the field goal percentage is awfully good. They, ended up shoot, they were shooting 50%. Throughout the game and end up shooting forty nine percent there at, you know, for the ball game. So I think we're going to outscore teams uh, enough teams to the point where you're saying, well, if we do this and if we do that, you know, that type of thing. It's it's maybe it's a little too early to right. you know to say. It's good. Yeah. All right, that's good. Two stars tonight. Uh, obviously, Beasley, Beasley has to be one. What, what boy? He, he's just lighting it up, and every time he knocks down a, a three, I'm thinking, didn't he? No, oh, he made 240 of those babies last he year. He had 11 you know? rebounds tonight too. Yeah, and, Is that right? I didn't see 11 that. 11 rebounds, five assists. He had one heck of a basketball game, 29 minutes, and and uh, that's might be a high. No, I don't think so. I think he's an interesting question well. the other night of whether you should move Malik Beasley into the starting lineup mm. with Collins with uh, Jordan Clarkson. Uh, and have Colin Sexton off the bench. Colin played 35 minutes tonight. He had 12 assists tonight. He had 17 mm-hmm. points. Um, I don't know what his plus minus finished as. His plus minus was minus 11, 11 in those yeah. 35 mm-hmm. minutes. Jordan's was minus 12, the two of them. So maybe, you know, it's an interesting question. Um, who's your second star tonight? I think I know what mine is. I don't think I'm going to give a second star tonight. Uh, if you're not going to give uh, Sexton, then I don't think you're going to give I'm going to give Walker Kessler. For five block shots in twenty one minutes. That, that, would, that would work, yeah. I thought he put, I thought Walker had seven his rebounds, best game in a little while. Seven rebounds and five block shots. He impacted the game. They were pounding yeah. the rim, as you mentioned. They had twenty six field goals in the paint area, purple paint, uh in the first three quarters. Uh so I thought that Walker did a nice job taking that away. All right. That is our postcast tonight. Thanks very much for tuning in. Have a very happy Thanksgiving. We'll be back with you Friday.